Hello and welcome to another episode of The Advantage. I'm your host, Michael Fiddle. Today is Thursday, December 14th. And honestly, this is not a sports betting show. We are branching out here and doing something a little bit different, a little bonus episode, a little start of a new topic. I don't really even know how to describe this. I am joined by Gibby Graves, the most regular guest on the pod, and the man that will be joining me for all of these new bonus shows and this entire new series. The reason is because he turned me on to said series about, what, five, six, seven, right? Like 10 years ago at this point. What yeah. we are doing today is we're going to start reviewing MTV's The Challenge. Now, if you are not already watching MTV's The Challenge, time to like get your shit together and watch the best show on television. It is the only thing besides sports that is appointment viewing for me and maybe inside the NBA with Chuck and Ernie and the guys. It is considered the United States' fifth professional sports league, but you know we don't give a shit about the MLB or the NHL. So for us, it is the third most important sport in the world. Gib, am I? Is that at all flagrant of me to say? No, I mean, I mean, I've been a diehard since seventh grade. So uh, this is all right, and to take and to take everyone behind the curtain. I've known you since what first grade. We've been like best friends. Yeah. We've been, me and you lived together for three years in New York City post-graduating college. And this was a staple of our weeks, was Challenge Nights Thursday. Now it's Challenge Wednesday, which I actually kind of like better. Um, this season right now is season 39. We are doing this a little late. We are nine episodes in. Now, I don't expect too many people to listen to these shows, but I do expect this to grow and gain a little bit of traction because if anyone starts watching the challenge, they don't stop watching the challenge. And we're going to have some very fun discussions to cover all these episodes and topics. Gib, we both watched last night's episode, again, episode nine of the new series. Yep. I took the time and came up with 10 topics or so that I think are fun discussion points for us to kind of go through it. It's a little bit of based on yesterday's episode, but it's mainly a just general overview of the whole season and get us into some of the characters and then when we do future shows we could do it more specific to that episode because we will have been caught up uh you don't know what's coming so what we're gonna do and i didn't even know that i didn't even tell you that you're getting this assignment is this week it's my turn to make some topic next week it's your turn so whether it be a 30 minute discussion five topics 10 topics i don't care I came up with the things today. You're going to do it for next week. And that's how we're going to switch off every week and generate some amazing challenge discussions. Are you ready to get started? I am ready. All right. First things first. Season's called Battle for a New Champion. We have none of the OGs, the challenge vets, the Johnny Bananas, the Jordans, the CTs, Cara Marias, Tory Deals. Do we truly crown a new champion if they've gone through no champions? Yes, I think you do. There's still the same amount of people. It's a, it's a small it's like a slightly different element. I kind of consider this like the bubble championship. Right? Like that's what I would compare this to. Solid it's analogy. Just, it's a it's a slightly different but could be considered a little bit harder in some aspects and a little bit easier in some aspects, right? There's like there's no there's no previous champions, so therefore there's no like previous alliances, so it might be a little bit harder. Or there are alliances, but it's a little different. Um, 
So I, I say yes. I say you do consider this because I still have to go through all the same stuff. You have the mercenaries coming in, and there's going to be one champion at the end, and I think they're they're going to be well deserving of uh, of the championship title. So I completely agree. And my point for it is we've had plenty of past seasons where the championship was just kind of a weak. Ah, uh, this person ro- rode to the end of the coattails of Johnny Bananas and just won because they're the partner. This person didn't really do much this season, but ended up winning. And they're crown champions for the rest of time. This has been still a tough season, right? There's still been solid eliminations. You're still going through the championship mercenaries to get to onto the next round in this chaos stage. Uh, I've also noticed that when they're bringing in these challenge vets as mercenaries, it seems, and let me know if you agree or disagree, it seems that they're purposely choosing eliminations that best suit the person that they are bringing in, right? So they had Devin do the counting thing. They had Tori swimming and doing a puzzle. They had uh, Jordan doing a endurance game. So I'm, I almost think it's more impressive that to, to come out and beat one of those champs or it's, it, it's a more impressive feat to go through a mercenary than what the show has done doing this in the past where they bring in someone because they're setting it up to say, you got to beat this person at kind of their game. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I noticed that, but I, I have a little bit of an issue with this with, because the mercenaries are not all on the same level and that might be controversial to say, but like Kaz is not as good as Tori is or not as not even close. Right. And I feel like the guys are all pretty strong, but like remember when Kaz was there, she is a champion, but she won with probably a top three challenger ever in Jordan. That's my point of that. That brings us full circle of like how legitimately is Kaz's championship in the world championships paired with Jordan compared to this season where they're still going to have to go through all of each other, which are still some pretty strong competitors, even if none's like directly won it before. Right. So, yeah, I, I think we're crowning a nice championship this season. Do you have any predictions for who it's going to be? Uh, I can't remember. the Is it is it a single winner? Include Like, I think it's only ma- – like, there's not, like, a male and female. I think there's just a single winner, right? I mean, I've never really called $384,000 a joke, but this prize pool money is a joke. So it's got to be for one person, comparatively to giving out a million bucks in the past. Yeah, it's kind of weird that they're going. It's like they're going backwards. But I think they could always increase, and they haven't been like doing a great job on some of the challenges where they could increase it. Um, I think there is one champion, and I'm I a lot of times one of my predictions are based off who's getting the most screen time, like generally without them being put into an elimination that week, right? So if someone's getting like a lot of airtime week to week without being put into elimination. To me, it seems like they have a really good shot of winning it down the line because they want to make sure that they want to keep them involved. Character build throughout the season. That's kind of a good... This is how you know you're listening to someone who's watched all 39 seasons and maybe <laughs> watched 78 seasons because he's seen them all twice. Um, if, if, if a girl was to win, Michelle is screaming like she's going to win. There's something really? great about this I really, I don't, I don't know. She's getting a lot of screen time. She's not really in eliminations. Like she's running the show. She's absolutely running it. Um, she seems like someone who could definitely win. And then on the guy side, 
Asaph, I kind of like, and then Emmanuel, I like too. Um, I think Emmanuel is just like an absolute freak and is so good at everything and physically like one one of the best guys left. So even if they put him into elimination, he'll win. So I'm going to go with Emmanuel and Michelle. Those are my two picks for one to boy, one to girl. Wow. I don't think I'd go with either of those. Uh, I was thinking ASAP myself, or Asaf. I'm not sure how he pronounces it this season. Um, he has the uh, Adil Sadik Award where he changes his pronunciation seemingly every season. Uh, but we're going to go through some of these actual characters. And, and I got some great questions lined up for you, Gib. Okay. Who's got the Flying Under the Radar Award? Are you going with Jay? Seemingly avoiding being spoken about ever? And I don't really know what he's particularly good at. Or are you going with James from the Brits? Those who's flying under the radar more between those two? Yeah, or you could add a third if you if you if you've seen one. Uh, I think there's a couple guys who are going way under the radar, like and you barely hear about them. Like Ed, Ed is humongous and jacked and like pretty good at the game and a really social guy. We're That's not hearing about one. him. That's at, a good at one. All. At all, we're not hearing. Ed that is flying now. major under the radar right now. James is getting a lot of time because his whole thing with um, Mariah uh, and the fact that, honestly, the fact that he won that elimination in one of the most unathletic things I'd ever seen, and how he ran uh, again. Who is he going against? Uh, Chauncey. Um, I don't think he's going under the radar, and I think if he goes in another elimination, he's cooked. I forgot out. James went against Chauncey. Yeah. I actually think James is a surprise contender. Do you? I, I think he's too uncoordinated. Like, he's wildly uncoordinated. It was watching him run was like, talk about icks. If I was like, you know, you'd be like, what's going In on? In that last challenge where they were just going back and forth, it was essentially like a 40 yard dash where you had to grab the poles. I thought he was really fast. Um, I don't, I, the way that they shot that scene with like the back and forth i couldn't really tell who was fast or it was based off like if they got a lead from their partner going in front um i didn't think that was as well done as like when it's a one-on-one with him and chauncey and chauncey's running circles around him he just like has the worst um chauncey sucks yeah but he's way he was way better athlete he would get the things in earlier but he just had no strategy no strategy yeah chauncey seemingly lacks the strategy components season after season uh who would you give the surprise contender to so far this season? Surprise contender. Um, like you're not maybe. shocked. At, like, like if Jay wins, let me let me flip this on their, this head because I have this later on. I have yeah. who gets the Anissa Award, which is the person that will be on every season but does not stand a chance. And for yeah. me, that's Jay, right? I will be stone cold shocked if Jay ends up winning the whole thing outright. The only way that happens is if Jay has nothing physical to compete with anyone else, if they're the finals doesn't include carrying something that weighs a shit ton for four, four or five miles like it normally does, I don't see Jay realistically having a chance to necessarily ever win one of these types of things. Uh, so he gets the Anissa Award. Who would you just be dead on, sho- like not as shocked uh, to actually come out and win? Emmanuel's kind of a good one. Emmanuel's a good one, but the one who like, who I think she does have a shot to win, but like I just never thought she would win it is Norris, right? She's a really good long distance runner, 
but she's just not like she's not like physically intimidating, right? She's not like an overpowering, like you know, like you see Tori and she's just really, really strong. You know that she's a great competitor. Um, but she's like Norris is in a really good spot. She's with like the strongest people in the house. She like, I don't think she'll be put into an elimination based off votes um anytime soon. And she's like hooking up with Horacio, so she has like probably the strongest guy or one of the best guys in the house having her back. So I think Norris sneakily kind of shocked it, but I feel like she she could uh, surprise people and, and end up just like fucking around and winning because she has a good she has good like um stamina and could win a could win a final. She never gives up. Yeah, it's impressive. Good. Um should there be a rule that the same person can't go into elimination like three, four times in a row? Is it has it gotten annoying that eliminations just become the Melissa show? Yes. And I've I've thought about this a lot. There should be like maybe there's a rule you can't go in more than once at a time, but like I feel like the producers have to do a better job of finding ways to make it a little bit more interesting. So it's not just like gang like gang up on someone and then keep throwing them in. Like that's what they used to do like back in the day. Like they used to do that where like I remember there's a season where Wes went in like 10 straight times because they just everyone hated him, but he kept winning. Or Horacio um, last season too. Yeah, and Horacio last season. They gotta make it so like and they try to do this where, like, you one people want to go in because you need a skull to get to be able to go to the final. Like that was an interesting wrinkle. Like they need to continuously come up with things that either incentivize people not to send the same person in twice, or not make it allowed, or like give that person like extra power at the end where they used to give. I forgot what the name was. They gave them like if you want to, if you won at the end, you got like a uh, the ability to like throw a grenade on people, like that kind of stuff. right. You know what's the cause of this and should never be done again is this open voting. It fucking sucks. I you know, hate like them all. No, and I get it's like potentially good TV to have that like Corey moment where he calls out Melissa and Big T and it's like, I've been playing you guys the whole time. I've been faking working with you guys, but I'm actually going to vote for Big T and I've been stealing your information. Cool. That moment doesn't surpass all the other times where everyone is just going into like the group consensus and just saying, Oh, I'm just going to say your name, Melissa, because that's what seems to be everyone's being said and no one wants to cause a wave. The 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 way they did it, uh, what was it, in Challenge USA or, or in one of the recent seasons where they did secret voting and then it went into the hopper where if you got a vote, you had a chance of going in. That is something I love doing because then you mix up who's actually playing in the eliminations. Everyone has a chance of going in if, as long as they even get one vote. You got people throwing votes around because they want to create something big as opposed to other people just going consensus. So I, I absolutely hate this open voting system. Yeah. I, and I Like I've always wanted to be involved in like the producer, like when they're coming up with the concept for the show, like what do those conversations look like when they're like, how are we going to do the voting? All those kind of things. Cause I feel like they've gotten creative in the past and they just need to get a little bit more creative. Like, they can't just have this. This is really kind of boring. I do like the wrinkle where there's like three things, mm-hmm. three, yeah, the draw. Um, but that just gives it basically a third of a chance that a mercenary can choose somebody random. Yeah, I like that. At, at least it includes that. I mean, the Devin episode was awesome when he ends up calling out Callum. So, was Devin the one who spilled the beans to Johnny? 100% has to be because he All came right, in. I'm I'm going to skip forward to this question. Why the fuck would Tori do that? 
Tory blew it last night coming in. You don't out Johnny Bananas going, he's wrecked. He's distraught. He's so upset. Blah, blah, blah. Tory was brutal. If you're truly friends with Johnny, you don't go on national TV into the elimination and start screaming around. He's distraught. Unless Bananas asked her to. There's no way. There's no know. way. There's either either the bananas asked her to, maybe the producers. Asked. I feel I don't think she blew it. I think I'm like if you're that. friends with Johnny, like if you did that to me and went on there and started saying, I'd be like, Gib, what the fuck, man? But granted, Johnny j- does things for good television, so maybe he'll be okay with it. But I think he might have asked her to do it. Really? I think it might be. I don't know. I'm I'm literally making this up out of my ass. But like, I feel like if there's a group chat between Tori, Devin, and, and Bananas, and and she's she, <laughs> Bananas is like, yeah, call her out on TV. Like, I'm like that. Fucking this fucking sucks. She never said anything to me. We came up with an agreement that we were not going to embarrass each other on shows and stuff like that. Like. I don't know. I feel like that this that could have happened. Mariah is fantastic competitor. Uh seems like a really cool person too. I'm always impressed with her. Yeah, she seems like cool people. She's also like, isn't she way younger than bananas? Yes. Like 15 years younger than bananas. Yeah, but that's well, she's I like mean, 20, she, she's like a 25-year-old girl. She's enjoying Yeah, Johnny being should know town. you don't find love in the challenge house. If there's anyone who said that more times, it's probably Johnny Bananas. Let me ask you one more question on this topic. Yeah. Scale of 1 to 10, how jealous are the side interviews of Olivia talking about Mariah and James? Mariah. Oh, yeah, when dude. Olivia when Olivia is interviewed on the side and she's like, I don't know what Mariah is doing, but Mad Bananas is going to be. I'm like, yo, Olivia, you seem desperate for challenge love right now. You think it's because she's, she's so she, upset. She, you think she's jealous of that she doesn't have someone in the house, or you think she's jealous that like someone in her alliance is just like kind of being distracted and might not be fully focused on the game? I don't know, but like I watch those interviews and I'm like, if you guys were truly friends, like you don't speak like this to the interview, like bashing Mariah and her choices and all these things. It's like you sound so petty right now, Olivia. I every time I watch it, I'm like, dude. She got to get over it. Like, if either Mariah's like one of your number ones and you're okay with it, or like you you go the other direction. But the back talking in the private interviews, which is going to be put on national TV, is like you might as well say it to their face. Yeah, and those those are always interesting. But do you remember who Mariah? Uh, I mean, uh, Olivia's last or maybe first love on the challenge was no. Our boy Nelly T. You remember her and Nelly T? Oh, yeah. Shout out Nelly T. Um, um, and then she broke his heart afterwards. Wait, she broke his heart? How? I don't know. It was, on the, it was on the reunion. It was like she never, I don't know. She just like wasn't looking for a relationship. And Nelly was kind of hurt by it. I don't know. Nelly was being emotional about it on the, on the reunion. You don't, you, don't, you don't go for love. Don't mess with Nelly T. Don't mess with Nelly T. Yeah, Nelly T messed with himself, it seems like. <laughs> Um, should there be any challenges where the winner of the challenge gets to straight up choose both people that go into the elimination? Like I was thinking like, instead of doing uh like one cool wrinkle would be to make a, a daily challenge really important 
to say, okay, you get to throw in two people. So like if James wins the challenge, he could throw in Horacio against, you know, you know, whoever it was, uh, who's the guy that I'm, um, not thinking of who is with Melissa Kyland. Kyland. Yeah. So like if, if Emmanuel won that challenge, he would say, all right, it's just going to be a Kyland versus Horacio elimination. I think if you ever gave the person who wins the daily challenge, the ability to choose both people going in as the face off, not every time, like not throughout the entire season, but like little one-offs like, Hey, this daily challenge, we're going to have it be, you get to pick both or like there's an extra th- wrinkle for this one and then you get to it and it's like you're picking the full on elimination because if you did it at the right point in the season and you did it as one offs you would get people targeting specific friend groups you would get people going and putting bo- both allies in and you'd get less of like the Michelle gamesmanship and you'd get more of those like drama filled eliminations that we're all dying to watch mm. cool wrinkle or no too much. Uh, you're giving a lot of power to one person. Um, it, I just don't think it makes for the the best TV, right? Like I, you're, I'm always looking for the most drama, and I don't think that creates the most drama. I, want I, it, I think it would create the most drama. You think it would? Yeah. By having one person pick two people, it at depends right, on where. It depends right on where the season. It's a, yeah, it depends if it's like early or late in the season, right? Because if there's a ton of people, a ton of like people you're not working with, you can throw two people in and it's going to cause no drama because you're just like these two, you guys go. But later in the show, like towards the end, where right. there's like less people and everyone's working with, like kind of where we're right. at now, it Exa- could get pretty exactly where we're at now. If we threw this bomb in right now, it's like, hey, this one's going to be a special one, so really go for it. And then they tell them at the end, you're picking the whole finale, like you're picking the elimination straight up, no deliberation. No house vote because you all picked the Melissa anyways. Like it would be the perfect way to break free from that, right? Like Melissa's going in every week, throw a wrinkle in where whoever wins just gets to straight up choose both and give them a ton of power. Yeah. No, I, all right. I, I see it as being good for now, but you'd have to switch up the game midway. And that's kind of like it's chaos, right? And that's, you know, that's part of, that's one of the, the themes of the show. Is Raven locked in as a regular after she spilled the drink in Melissa's face? When's the last time, I feel like over the last maybe five, six years, Gib, we've gotten to a point where people know not to, like, embarrass themselves on reality TV. And to see someone throw a drink in someone's face in the club was a really nice throwback to some crazy seasons where that shit would happen literally every episode. So when uh, when when Raven threw the drink in Melissa's face, I was like, she's in. She just signed <laughs> herself up for three more. Uh yeah, that was a good that was a good like little wrinkle, and I think she's pretty social, which is good. You need someone who's social to be like a uh, a really castable person. Um, and she's like she's pretty good at the like like when she's like locked in, she's like a pretty good competitor too. So I like I like her as a as a staple moving forward. Yeah, and I kind of miss that kind of shit where it's like we're gonna throw someone's gonna throw something in someone's face, like they get These into each other. Are way face. too buttoned up. They've because they grew up in the generation where they were watching it, right? So they're like our age where they were watching or a little younger where they were watching these things as they were growing up. So they know not to do XYZ because you look like an idiot on television. 
So they're all playing these strategic, social, buttoned-up games where you go to the club and you get Raven throwing a drink in a bitch's face. It's like, ooh, fireworks are back. But it's also they don't let them drink nearly as much as they used to. That's probably very true, too. How much would you pay -pay pay-per-view to see Johnny Bananas come out and go against James in front of Mariah? A lot. A lot. Battle for Mariah's heart? Yeah, I'm I'm here for it. (laughs) Is there, like... All right, it's ninety dollars on on pay per view, and you know the eliminations like a legitimately really good face off between the two. Too much, or are you in? Like, if we're gonna do, I'm in. If it, if it's a hall brawl between the two, I'm I'm in. Hall, hall brawl, James school. would kill him. I don't think so. I think bananas would win. James, wow. I think, because like James is probably he's a bigger dude, Yo, he's slower. Bananas is smarter. He'd get lower. He'd, he'd like figure out what I think Bananas would win. Yeah, that would be absolutely epic. I, I, I hope so bad the producers are finagling this. To be, they're definitely talking about it. How do we get Johnny here for, for this one particularly? It'd be, it'd be sweet. Um, who's, who's like uh, trying to think? Who's sneakier? ASAP or Corey? ASAP. Right? Corey, Corey tried to be sneaky, but he's too social and too like he's too like nice to like really be that sneaky. He had to like lay all his cards on the table when he did that when he said he was working with Big T or lying to Big T and uh, Melissa. ASAP has like the whole game, just like being sneaky the whole whole, and he's got this whole like Israeli accent trying to kind of like play like. You know, you can't really like. There's like a little barrier with the accent where I don't believe that at all. I think he's just being sneaky, and I love it. <laughs> so I did some digging into ASAP's Instagram, and him and Jay do like music together and hang out all the time. So that's where that relationship clearly started. They were clearly very good friends before even coming to the house. Um, and you see him doing those backflips after he won the challenge. He's great. Yeah, he's a, he's a great athlete. I also love. I love a surprise contender. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's so connected in the house, and he's and he's a good competitor. Um, I also loved him on on Ado on Are You the One. He was great. he was fantastic on Ado. Uh, let's go through some of the Brits. We had okay. that guy Callum. We had James, and who was the other one with all the the neck tattoos? That was really good. Kieran. Yes, Kieran. Uh. Any of those guys you see becoming regulars? Um, I don't see James. I think James is like as much drama as he's in because he's hooking up with someone. I think he's actually a really boring personality. I don't think he he's not like adding too much to the show. I really like Callum. I think he's really like he's a good character. He's got he's like he's kind of reminds me of like um, a British Emmanuel, just not as good at the challenge. Got all the tattoos. Loves women, loves to be like the player of the house. You always need those. You always need those. So Callum's coming back. I think Kieran too. Kieran has a chance to absolutely be a dog in some eliminations. Yeah, he's a beast. But like again, I always go back to the question: Are they interesting enough as cast members? You right. always can find athletic. You can always find athletic people. There's no shortage of athletic people. People who can be good at winning challenges who have been on reality TV. But do you have someone who is the mix of both good and interesting is like the big, the big question. Who are you glad is not on this season? Who hasn't won? 
Yeah. Like, should Corey be here? Should Fessy be here? Should Josh? I think Josh should be here, really. I'm glad Fezzy's not. Um, I'm actually pissed Fessy's not because Fessy thinks he's the greatest challenger that's ever walked. And if he didn't win this with a bunch of people who haven't won, then you, you'd you be like, listen, man, either you win this or you like, you got to be quiet a little bit. Yeah. Um, who am I happy is not here? Um... Uh, I don't know if there's a, like I can't no one off the top of my head, but like the first person that came to mind was Josh. I was just like I, his he he annoys me a lot. Josh's social game, I think, with Corey in a season would be very interesting. If they, had to work they play them? a little, they play a little similarly of like playing everyone, telling everyone what they want, trying to be everyone's best friends. They're also like big and strong. I would love to see a little Josh versus Corey elimination. I also think Corey. Real sneaky contender. Dude is massive. What about Anissa not being on this season? Thank God. Okay. Anissa's got to be done. I think she's. I think she moved to the All-Stars now. She's an All-Star. She challenged All-Stars. That is even questionable in itself. <laughs> she's an All-Star? She's an All-Star. She's been on too many seasons not to be an All-Star. Yeah, she's a... She's a uh, she got the... She's an All-Star because she's Robert Ori. She's been there for great seasons, but she's not the driver of them. I, I honestly think the best part of it is handing out the Anissa award. Like who is, who's going to be here all the time, but truly stands no chance. Like I think it's Jay. Uh, I would even surprise throw Michelle in there, but I'm surprised. I'm, I'm shocked that you said that you really think Michelle's got a chance to win it all. And she also, she wants survivors. Like she's, she, there's something in her. That's like kind of a winner. So like, I give her, I give her, I give her that that chance. I if I'm gonna say who has no shot, James has no shot. Really, I completely disagree. I think James Big has T, no... Big T seems to have no shot ever to win. Yeah, but she's out. She's already out. But she'll be there every season, right? Yeah, yeah. She's a great character. She's she's so funny. But yeah, she's got no shot. She's just not. She's not physically like strong. Like she isn't strong enough. No, no. She's she's. Pretty, that's a big, it's a big element of the of the game. I'm trying to pull up a, a group picture and uh also Huey, remember him? No shot I've ever him. Really? But just because everyone gangs up on him, he's way better at challenges than people expect. So, but just like do you think he could run up a mountain faster than Jay could? No. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I think Corey is a sneak competitor right now. No one wants to go against him in anything physical. Yeah, I think I think Corey has a shot of winning. Um, I wouldn't bet on it, but I think he definitely has a shot. All right. Zaza definitely has a chance of winning. Great long-distance runner. Um, you know what I've always thought? One time, just make the final not like this super long-distance thing. Like, let's make it total, Let's make it something totally different. Totally different. Like, like, what would that be? Like a set of three challenges that is like more daily style. Yeah, either more daily style. You could have like head-to-head eliminations. You could make it like maybe not like running ten miles, but can you? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Sit in cold water for five hours. Can you? What about this? What if there was no final? What if it's just the way the normal season goes until? There's just eliminations until the final two. 
Mm. Like, what if there's it's kind of Survivor esque where there's voting and you're gonna vote someone in, and there's gonna be a final three, and two one of them whoever wins that daily challenge will be out of that elimination. Then those two will face off, and then a day or two later, we're gonna have some crazy elimination between the final people and come up with a game once you know who's the final two people come up with a game that suits them both it's interesting i just think that the finals kind of what is part of what distinguishes the challenge from other reality tv shows so getting rid of the final i think would be getting rid of a staple i'm all for altering the final but in the 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 final is a big part of the challenge in the challenge history tj's final tj's final TJ's a living. I remember a few seasons ago when I first heard TJ say, and you're going to be competing to run my final. I was like, oh, that's set in stone. He's never going to give that up. They're forever TJ's final. And now the whole show has been like, I want to make TJ's final. Yeah, TJ's awesome. Yeah, I love TJ. All right. This was kind of a, a, a nice preliminary discussion to catch us up to where we are this season. Is there anything from specifically last episode that we need to discuss? So we talked about we talked about the most important thing, which is the Mariah Tory banana. I thing. can't believe Tory, man. I, I'm I'm shocked that that's your opinion on it. Um, I'm, I I just think that bananas must have said something to it, like because there's like to well, one she had to have talked to bananas about it to know he's for sure heartbroken, and then therefore he probably was like, yes, yeah, say something if you see her. Um. Because I don't know, like, maybe she... I don't know how production works, where if he, she was ever going to be able to see Mariah not, like, on camera like that. You know what I mean? Tori? Oh, they wouldn't allow that. Yeah, there's no... Also, how to manual get away with hooking up with people off camera? Yeah, also a good question. Um, all, sneaky point here, all the guys here are cheating. They're all cheaters. Callum, yeah, Callum had a girlfriend... Manuel's got a girlfriend. Don't come onto the challenge house if you are a horny guy with a girlfriend. Don't do it. You should almost it, it should almost be like not one of the requirements, but more they should they should pull more single people intentionally. Yeah, I think that's what they, they're kind of I feel like they're kind of trying to do that with all these like random these like people are from random ass shows, right? I think they're trying to they're like trying to play that in play into that a little bit um because look we have we have kyland and melissa hooking up and that definitely created a wrinkle between the vets i mean the americans and the brits in alliances we had we had mariah and james hooking up which clearly creates a wrinkle between the alliances so it's always nice to see when people start because you generally come into the game with going with a few guys or a few girls and then generally speaking, the relationships are cross-sexual. So it become it creates this added wrinkle where it's like, are you going to go with the person you're hooking up with on this season or are you going to protect your game? And we've seen both happen a lot in the past. So it creates a nice little moment of suspense. We definitely see people throw in the people that they're hooking up with because they're just like, yeah. I have to for my game. Yeah, for the love or for the money. It's very interesting. Let's see if Horacio can win the money for his love. Yeah, you think Horacio, do you think Horacio would throw in Norris to win the challenge? I don't think so. I think he I think he'd rather throw I have himself a perfect in. way to end this episode. I think Horacio already won the challenge by getting Norris. Okay, that's a that's a valid point. <laughs> right? Uh I also think they're going to be back every season. Horacio's terrible at TV. He's just he's too vanilla 
Um, and he's not such a good guy, such a good competitor, good looking dude. He just like, he just like, he doesn't bring anything to the, he doesn't bring any drama. And I'm like, why? You gotta, you gotta shake it up a little bit, man. Yep. You gotta play a little, you gotta play a little harder. And you know what, you know what's also missing from here? You would have in previous season, like Horacio is a really good guy playing it, playing it really like by the book. In previous seasons, you'd have assholes, not maybe like CT, but like guys who would always like go against the grain and be like, this guy can't be so straight laced. Like, I'm going to throw him in because I don't trust him because he's too nice. And then it will cause Horacio to have to play the game a little bit dirtier. And they don't have right. that anymore. They don't have it. Exactly. Right yeah, I, I, I wish they could they could incite some some more backstabbing. It's it, Does it all come back to they don't drink enough? Or they don't drink as much anymore. I think enough would mean I have an opinion on it. For a yeah, TV they, perspective, I do. But I'm not a drinker myself, so who am I to talk? Yeah, they, they, they the, the drinking is definitely – it changes the content and it changes the drama. I think I, I think it's more the characters are getting on the show more so than, like, the actual drinking aspect. We're missing, like, the Wes and Bananas, like, knowing how to make great TV and doing, like, house pranks, right? Yeah. Even when there wasn't as much drinking, they're like, hey, we're still going to – we're going to totally try and convince this guy something that's completely made up, right? They yeah. would intentionally do that shit just for the sake of television. We're missing – we have too many people who are coming into this game with, like, a motive of, like, I want to win. I don't want to embarrass myself, and I want to try and get on future seasons. Right. Where it's like, play, play, for, the, play for the cameras a little bit here. All right. Gib, next week, you'll be coming up with a list of topics. Uh, just bullet points as you watch the show of thoughts that you're having, and then we'll discuss them. We'll try and get it done in about 30 minutes or so. I think we're going to get pretty good at these uh, challenge breakdowns as we get into it. And if you're tuning in, I, I highly recommend going to catch up with this season because even though it's battle for a new champ, it's been a really – it's been a good season. Like, it's been a good season. I think it comes full circle to, like, we are going to have a real championship from this one because it's been tough. There's been moments of backstabbing. There's been good relationships. There's been great eliminations. What Jordan did was absolutely epic. I've gone and watched that on YouTube like six times since. Uh, it was fucking awesome. And uh, yeah, go check out the challenge. Enjoy it. And we're going to start doing weekly challenge recaps because, hey, I own my own podcast feed now. No longer sending this into another company. Well, maybe one day I'll open the box on what happened with that one. But for now, let's just start doing our own challenge episodes. Gib, thank you as always for your time. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk some football stuff in the next few days. We got tonight's Raiders uh, Chargers. And I think you have Raiders defense in your playoff fantasy. Yes, I do. Let's go Raiders defense. I need a little touchy, a little touchy action from the defense. Is Max Crosby playing? Uh, he was questionable last time I checked. It's a big Max Crosby would be legendary at the challenge. He'd be one of the greats of all time. Oh. <laughs> like not even the athleticism, even the, even the tattoos, the way he talks shit, the way he stirs drama, the way he seems like he's an absolute homie in the locker room. Great way to wrap this up. Let's get fucking Max Crosby on the show. We had T.O. on a previous season. It didn't work out too well, but if we had Max Terrible. Crosby, Terrible. that would be. All right. Thank you for the time, Gib, and I will talk to you soon. We'll talk challenge next week. All right.